Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legend of Tomorrow, episode pilot two. I'm Roxy Stryer, and I have an amazing dancing panel next to me. A little intense on that side. Starting over here, we got Lex Michael. That is me, Lex Michael, all over social media, at the Lex Michael. Dave Child. And I'm at at MR Dave Child. And Frank Moran. And I'm at Happy Go Jackie. Got weirdest dancers I've ever seen. Ready? Strike some weirder ones. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We could totally be in the 70s. Oh, that one is like like that's a my... doll went wrong and like got stuck in a... Yeah, that's my doll went wrong move. That's my big doll went wrong dance. <laughs> you guys know we're here at AfterBuzz TV. You can find us everywhere at AfterBuzzTV.com, on YouTube, on iTunes, which, by the way, if you're on iTunes, make sure you give us that five-star. Mm, Write a that comment. sweet five-star. Yeah. I love, mm. I love looking at that five-star. Come on in there. Sweet dance moves. Come on in that. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, I mean, that thumbs yeah. up is nice too. You know, we like the thumbs up, we like the five stars. We got, we love retweets, we love faves, whatever you got. But you know, those five stars, they're great. <laughs> All right, guys, across the board, what do we think about Pilot Part Two? This show is so much fun. That's yeah. that's my big thing. Like, yeah, there are some things that I'm sure we'll talk about where we can we can nitpick here and there. But overall, this is an insanely fun show. And we were talking about briefly before we got on the mic. For me, at least, it's been a day. I'm very tired. I'm very stressed out. <laughs> yeah, I, mostly, I feel like it's been a day we, for a lot of people. We right. really need some love today. It's yeah. A, well, you and I, Roxy, talked about just before we went live, uh, really wanting to take today and just kick today in the teeth really hard six or seven times. Mm-hmm. So, like they did. Today. Tonight. And so yeah. and so we get to Ooh. this point in the day and I can sit down and I can watch these these sequences that we saw a couple of times in tonight's episode where you see all of the legends fighting evil people using their powers and you have this frame these wide shots full of superpowered people using their superpowers and it made my entire day a whole lot better. Oh, I yeah. love when TV does that. Yeah, I, I, I love the fighting sequences. It had what I wanted where you got to see everyone fight in their different ways and bring out their powers and like all these different aspects. And you got some great team-ups in this episode. I like that we got to see 
you know, what the villains were like when they're just hanging out with the with the Boy Scouts, with the Boy Scout. And I, I just, it was it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm really enjoying the show, but it's like, I feel like I, I hold it to such a high standard that when there are moments like that right. we'll talk about in this episode that happen, uh, I feel like, oh, you guys, you guys can do better than this. You're yeah. doing, you're doing great on other parts. So what's happening? Why you started just, off really, really strong. You yes. had like a great beginning. It kind of felt like they fell asleep as as the movie went on, or as the show went on. They sure. needed some of your dance moves. They That's needed what the they expertise need. in there. Everyone right, needs to like someone hovering in the writer's room doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm too uncomfortable to fall asleep now. Yeah. After we've now seen both parts of this pilot, pilot one and two, yeah, that's if confusing. you guys got to elect one team or one person to be on your Legends of Tomorrow crew to help kick the day in the butt, who would you pick? Ooh. Oh, I think I'll go with uh, Ray. I think I'll go with Mr. Palmer there. Huh. Because I, I mean, he's like just a classic hero. And he also has some... He actually has probably the most powers, except for... Because he can shrink, and he has a super suit, and he can shoot things out of the super suit. And he gets to, he gets to carry around a little action figure of himself. And Which whatever he wants to like turn into... His superhero form, he just activates the action figure, which in is kind of great. In this show, that's cool. In real life, bringing around an action figure of yourself, known as a little crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, who would do that? I don't do that at all. Yeah, no, no. I don't I have one, one in my pocket right now. <laughs> Your Dave Child action figure. I don't have my little Dave in my pocket. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, just giving me advice as the show goes on. This idea oh, that can make millions. Frank, what do you think? I'd go with Martin Stein. I mean, uh, I mean well, one, well oh, yeah. I guess... I'm only getting half a Firestorm, so I'm guessing I'm not getting the regenerate. Uh, the, uh, well, the I said you could pick a team. You could have picked uh, all yeah, Firestorm. I'll pick all Firestorm. Oh, okay. Great. I mean, yeah, you got the action, then you got Martin Stein, who's just an awesome scientist. Yeah. Figuring he can handle any of the scientific needs He's that I've got. He's a little arrogant. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, they made sure we knew that this episode. <laughs> How many times did they use the word? <laughs> yeah, maybe about three times. It's like, okay, yeah, we get it. I heard you. <laughs> he I was, heard you. He, this was his kind of uh, episode to shine, though. He really, like, he pulled his weight in the whole team. Which was kind yeah. of great to see. You yeah. got to see him like be kind of a badass in the beginning and really show off, like, uh, like name all these facts and really convince the guy to get, let it, them into the black market. Yeah, Which Lex, awesome. what about you? Well, all right. So if you get if you can get all of Firestorm, then I would say if I want help kicking anything in the teeth, it would be Snart and Rory easily. Right. Oh, yeah, you can pick them as a team. They even said it tonight. He said, I already have my, what did he say, partner? Partner. I feel, and I feel like they come as a unit, which is fantastic. And yeah. all you need is one on your left and one on your right. And nobody really has to do anything. I guarantee that your problems in life drop significantly. Well, I think they just become your problems in life. That or the police. They're, they're pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Yes, but, I'm picking yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Uh, she kicks butt. Yeah. I love her. She's looking a little crazy these days. I understand that she's had, you know, a couple of bad Lazarus pit days. You know, yeah, it's worse you know. than a bad hair day. Uh, but she kills it. Well, and to to be fair, too, demonstrating the greatest possible efficiency, I think greater than anyone else in this episode, certainly, she shows up when they want to steal back Ray's, the little piece of Ray's suit. Apparently, she's stoned off her ass, and it's still yeah. in, in a minute. Drops in, hits a few people, grabs it, says thanks, and leaves. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. She gets the munchies for cans of whoop-ass. <laughs> Ooh, that, TM. I, I, TM feel like, I feel like it wasn't your best, uh, oh, but that's just because you've set the bar so high so far. Mm-hmm. You know? we'll put that, we'll put that, in the that one was Little Dave's. That He told me to say that. that was, 
I shouldn't listen to my action figure. Do you guys want, do you guys want to go to Norway in 1975 right now? Should we head over there? Sure. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's take our uh, wave rider there, everybody. Get on the wave, wave rider. rider. All right, I feel like we're here now. Wow, guys, um, I have that nosebleed, and I feel like I could vomit and pass out. To be fair, we didn't didn't just travel through time. time. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. That's just motion sickness. You're right, and I like that they clarified that. Like, okay, nobody's puking because we just moved places. Right. You know, nobody's traveling through time, so I guess I'll just wipe it away, and we'll be all right. Um, All right. That's your own problems, is what we're (laughs) saying. All the nosebleeding. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Uh, I'm going to open this up with uh, Damien Dark. What? What? Yeah, that was great. Hasn't aged a day since 75. (laughs) Straight up. The white-haired man attacks. I also like that he's just, like, walking through the background when we first see him. There's no sting. There's no, like, bump, bump, And, like, if you haven't been watching Arrow, you wouldn't know who this guy is. Okay, so for anybody who doesn't watch Arrow, want to fill them in for a second? So Damien Dark is the big bad of Arrow Season 4, played by Neil McDonough. And uh, he's the head of Hive, which is a... Basically, it is it is a hive of evil mercenaries that are right. they're servicing this plot, which at this point in the series uh, season is still not entirely clear. Uh, we know it involves corn uh, in some <laughs> capacity, and we evil know yet we know that it's apparently very bad news for everybody, and yeah. that's about it. But he is also imbued with these magical powers. He uh, there was a time where he was training with Ra's al Ghul in the League of Assassins. Right. He is, as far as we know. Uh, as immortal as Vandal Savage, and as we see, it's, he's he's here in seventy five, and he looks the same. Yeah, is this the first time we get a sense that he's maybe as immortal? Do we see that at all in Arrow? I forget. It has been alluded to quite a bit, and okay. we've certainly seen he can take a great deal of physical punishment and be fine. He seems to have a uh, a magical healing factor, yeah, as well he, as the ability to move things around by waving his hands. Yeah, he can make things float. He's kind of a has a Jedi-ness about him. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, I think the actor is really, really talented. Oh, and I love watching him. So it was cool that he signed on to being in Legends of Tomorrow for what seems like one episode, like barely well, any, oh, you think longer. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I didn't really look into if he's uh, supposed to make any more cameos. But they are introducing him as a guy that doesn't age. And we see him through time, and they're going through time. So he's a guy that could come in and out. Well, and we've talked about, too, that I believe they are going to be using the Matt Nabel version of Ra's al Ghul at some point right. in this season. And it would just be... I mean, really, they've already done it by having Damian Dark in this one episode and having Vandal Savage as the overarching big bad of the season. But mm-hmm. the idea that you can have the big DCTV evil immortal trio together in one episode that idea makes me very 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 happy yeah i'm I'm with you i was shocked when he popped up i didn't read this anywhere and my eyes have been open for it so we all kind of like stared at each other double take like what is he what's he doing why why does he want the nuclear weapon what's going on and then i realized that we're in the 70s and it probably wasn't really gonna affect what happened on arrow as much (laughs) after that he's like wait a minute Maybe I can use corn. (laughs) After he's foiled there. Yeah. Uh, This was cool to watch, though, because we saw how smart Vandal Savage is and that he very quickly picked up, they're here. And there's that connection um, and that he knew that these people were out of place. Mm -hmm. Every time, I don't know whether I just need to learn and pick this up quicker, but every time we see that, I'm like, they're screwed. Everybody's going to die. Like, all of our leads, they're all dying right now. But they managed to get their way out. So right. I, I believe that's what they call television. Except for poor Khufu. 
Oh, yeah, we'll talk oh, about him in a little no. bit. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, we make a big mistake, though. So we're we're at the nuclear, the nuclear uh-huh. selling of this nuclear device, which, Sarah, you George Bush the hell out of that. Nuclear. Yeah, it was bad. It was I never bad. Notice. I never notice it. I even have, like, a nuclear engineer in my family, and it's never been a problem. So it's, I, I never notice it. it. I, I think I pronounce it right, but I never notice it when people don't pronounce it. Um, That's the one thing I could never be a geek about and be like, what? No. I'm going to say it was a character choice. Okay, yeah. Let's about go, her yeah, background. To set her That's, apart with the particle physicist that she's hanging out with. Right, yeah. and she's yeah. still trying to, like, you know, her brain's still coming back from the Lazarus pit. Right. There we so go. she's at George Bush level right now. <laughs> As far as her braid, it's going to get a little better. That's my partner, everybody. That's who I pick. (laughs) Uh, We make a mistake, though. So Adam, who is in the pocket of Martin Stein, comes out and somewhere along the way... Loses his his little guy, little zappy thing. Yeah, loses his, his zapper, little. little zappy. Yeah, and and I mean that's. I thought that was a great move, and I thought that's it. It played off of like problems with time travel that I was happy to see. I felt like we're going through these great time travel tropes that I love. Like in the first uh, part of the pilot or first episode, we see a little bit of Bill pilot and Ted. One. Yeah, pilot one. This is pilot two, which is weird. But yeah. uh, yes, in the is. first one, we see a little bit of the Bill and Ted. I have to go back in time and gather some heroes. And in this one, we get more of a back, back to the, the future. future. Like, oh, we can't leave something behind. And also we see as things change, things start to fade away like back to the future. There's a lot of Marty and Doc thing. Even though in this episode, Doc Marty and Marty is, is Doc. the same person. Oh, my brain Whoa. kaboom. <laughs> oh, good night, everybody. I know, I know. That is crazy. So let's just talk about that scene. When we right. go there, everybody's kind of teaming off and Sarah and Firestorm go to talk to Marty. They need to figure out, they need to get his tech to go to this. Yeah. Uh, Marty very quickly recognized Martin Stein. Was like, I mean, yeah. do I know you? Do you guys feel like if you saw the future version of yourself... You would be that quick to recognize I think him? I would think, are you my dad? Or are you related to my dad? I think it would be like, it seems like we're related somehow. I feel you like say I that out say. loud? You would go up to somebody yeah, and say, are, you, like, my you, are you my dad? Are you my dad? Well, I just know you can't I... can give him the action figure? I look a lot like my dad. So there is a thing where if I saw future me and I was a kid, I would just be like, what? what? Wait a second. You look a lot like my dad. That's what I would say to him. And then he would get creeped out. I feel like I feel like I'd go up to future me and I'd say, "When I look at you, I'm filled with this overwhelming sense of despair." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, what has become you? of you? I feel like I wouldn't look at the person twice. I would just be like, "Oh, that's somebody who looks older than me, also with brown hair and brown eyes." Like there wasn't th- right. that much of a resemblance where you're thinking, "Oh my God, that's got to be him." Well, that's yeah. why I think it could be like a bit of a link to a family member. I feel like. They would might look familiar, but that's about it. So I understood him going like, "You kind of look familiar. Who are you? Maybe we should smoke a doobie." Yeah, that's yeah I do love his line. Yeah, yeah. Let's go spark a doobie and talk about physics. Rap yeah. about physics. Oh yeah, rap. Look, yeah, look at that. Damn. I was that's actually a cool talking about Stein, man. I already told you guys. I warned you that I'm a I'm a lover of love and I'm a big shipper. 
Oh my God, Sarah and Marty would have made the cutest couple. Just saying. <laughs> Thank God I'm on a panel of all like three guys right now, so that not every single person in the comments is like, "Oh my God, this. Why is she talking about this?" <laughs> right. You guys just rolled your eyes at me. Whatever. It's no, okay. I mean it's. I that's fine, but it would mess up the time system. Yeah. So you can't have it. She's flirting her little butt off with him, though. Right. I feel but like she's, she's like, kind of like the Captain Jack of the DC Legends. Yeah. She'll pretty much sleep with just about anybody, which yeah. is great for yeah. us. Yeah. We, we need yeah. somebody like that. I needed that as my partner. I'm like, sick them, girl. You got it. Uh, this was probably my favorite of the teams to go off. Yeah. Uh, actually, I loved the Adam Captain Cold team. That too. Yeah, stuff was wonderful. I, I, I really loved watching this, and I love how different Sarah is than the rest of Firestorm, and even how different they are. I'm watching them try to work together right now. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think about them finding the place that Marty had put whatever we want to call this contraption the that doesn't light? exist? The like. Flashlight, light finder, particle finder, particle tracker thing. Yeah. I'm so thing. glad you just did that because I was avoiding sounding like that. And oh, you I don't just, care. Yeah, I, I'm good. just gonna embrace it. It's like the what are the alpha, alpha particle, alpha, alpha particle, yeah, like tracker. The, I felt like uh, I love that Martin was so taken aback by how he was in the past. I think he had like he has this inflated view of himself, and meeting his younger self really kind of uh, knocks him back a few pegs, which was really great to see. And you get to have White Canary kind of play with that. Yeah, so well, cool. even the fact that it, it wasn't so much just seeing how he was back then, but that he really felt that like he hadn't really grown and changed in that time. He felt like, well, I don't. I thought I'd grown and changed, but now I realize I'm just acting just as much of a, an arrogant jerk as my younger self was. I right. really just like that young Martin and White Canary are stoners. Yeah. yeah. That, that spoke I mean, to it's a, the 70s. a very, this has warmed my heart. No, yeah. it is cool because, like, we're going through the generations. We get to see different people's habits yeah. and hobbies. And I did I just call a smoking pot a hobby? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a, there's a culture associated sure. with it. Yeah. I also like how Jacks Jacks was smoking up too. You could get a sense too because he was when they came back. He was like, we should have gotten donuts. Yep, you know. Yeah. So you got. <laughs> what, what about the fact though that Marty does eventually follow them back to this ship? That I couldn't figure out because I thought they oh, they, they tracked it down to Vandal's uh, Savages, like wherever his, his uh, people were. Uh, Breaking down that device from Palmer, but then it, it was that right next uh, Ivy Town University because that seemed really convenient. That all of a sudden he just shows right up there. Mm. Yeah, I think. Well, you see them walking across the field, and I think this was their first mistake. They opened up the door in the invisible ship when they were still across the field. Right. Right. Yeah. This giant so, opening in the field coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet like Marty looked outside and went, "What the hell?" And then he went out and he went in, and I couldn't. There's a couple. This is where. The writing got a little bit strange for me in the episode because, for one, they bring him farther into the ship when they're yes. like, "Oh no, you're in the ship. Let's Why give don't you, you a check tour. Out, yeah, yeah, check out the the pilot uh, chair. <laughs> yeah. You know, go come on in. This is Gideon. Yeah. yeah. And then when after when they convince him to leave, we we had to actually rewind it and rewatch it to see what they said to convince him to leave. Yeah, see, that's the part that I have a harder time going with immediately. Like, I'll buy that he followed them, that they were that careless. They were all high. They were that careless, and yeah, he, yeah. he followed them back. He was high um, and had a concussion, so yeah. maybe that's why. <laughs> but and maybe, and maybe that is the only yeah. reason why. Like, he didn't question it too much when they said, okay, now you're going to leave. He didn't protest because he was still <laughs> coming down, starting to burn out a little bit, and he probably is head hurt. So, well, guys, the re- chat wants to remind us, Colin Prime, Marty had a tracker to 
track his other tracker guy. Right. Which is, oh, which and is, they do, yeah. Which is true. Uh, but How I was surprised he got up that quickly. Uh, right. But whatever, he does get there. I, I just think that this messes with the timeline, even though they're like, it doesn't mess with the timeline. Yeah. You know that these people came. They took your advice. You've seen the Wave Rider. Like, you're really telling me that you never thought about that well, again just because Martin Stein looked at you and said, don't even think about this again. Yeah, okay, let me just clear that from my memory then. Uh, yeah, I wish I wish they brought out a little... All, all they really needed was to have Rip Hunter have a little Men in Black device to kind of wipe someone's memory. Right. Which feels like what a Time Master should have. I mean, that or... If you keep the Rufalin with you, right? Oh, you got to have some sort of <laughs> pill. Like it could be that could be uh, thing. Stein's thing. He's, He's like, don't worry, young I'll roofie my young self. <laughs> yeah, and then place him back where he was and be like, it was um, all a dream. It was all a dream. Yeah. But Just that's always the sketchy things with time travel stories because when you go back and you meet yourself, you and you don't do anything to wipe your memories away or anything like that, then you would think that you would remember. Like Jax. So we completely alter that episode where he has to right. choose who he wants to bond with in the Firestorm Matrix. He, would, like, he wouldn't be so reluctant to bond with Jax because he knows he's already that's who he bonds mm-hmm. with in the future. Right. So, I mean, that's always the sketchy thing when you do time travel Well, stories. I get the sense that the time travel in this kind of universe is it's, things could change a little bit. They just can't change a lot. So as long as they... As long as he still has, like, a wife and as long as he still has... He could know about probably a future self and still still connect with Jack, still go on the same path to get on the ship, to get back in time, and that doesn't mess up the timeline too much. It People just... in the chat are saying that Rip probably neutralized Marty later on, which, right. I, I don't know if that actually happened. By the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you can join us live here at 9pm on Thursdays, where we actually talk to you guys in the yeah. YouTube chat. That's yeah. what I keep referencing. I would say, though, like the biggest rule in any time travel story seems to be don't think too much about the time travel yeah. rule. Oh, right. right. You know what? We gotta just, we gotta move on. And also, that. Rip, there is a moment, just before we move on, there is a moment where Rip says, oh, I contacted you about going to the thing, which makes, it kind of means maybe he could have done a few other things. During well, and I'm wondering, too, like, how shady was that encounter? Right. What, where he called Marty and told him to go to the faculty meeting? The, I just, the, the, any version of this conversation between Rip Hunter and young Marty that I can imagine is making me very uncomfortable. Well, I was hoping maybe he pretended to be a faculty member on the phone. Like, hey, you should come. We really wanted to make sure that you are involved in this year's da 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 da. I hear you have great, you know, scientific findings, and I want to find out about these scientific findings. That's what it would sound like. Come tell me about your science. I was just briefly talking about other creepy things that Martin does. Talking to Jax and was like, meeting my wife was a great moment. Meeting you also. That's that's dude, you know what? Like, if we're talking about shipping, that's my big shipping moment. That's like I really hope they but fall it's in like, love more. Dude, we saw you roofie this boy. Yeah. And so now I get it. Like it He's is like very a seventeen year old boy. And it's like it is without without the roofies, um, that may have played as like a very nice, very sweet step in their their friendly, like maybe even paternal uh. relationship. With the roofing, it plays creepy. And yeah. uh, my fear is that now every time that they they interact or interact or at least take a significant step towards like building a greater trust or a greater reliance on each other that it's gonna play icky. Okay. Somebody let's move on to a different ship. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking about the Hawk ship. I was just gonna mention the fact that I love that in order to activate the powers they have to hold hands <laughs> and turn into a giant flaming superhero. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. No, okay, let's you, move on. You did it. You went there. I went there and I'm enjoying I'm it. I'm just trying 
trying to read some old languages, okay? I, that's my big shipping that moment. That was such a good segue I just did, right? That was <laughs> old languages. really strong. It's definitely going to get us from one point to another <laughs> point. Speaking of old languages. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Hawk people, uh, they find the newspaper article in their son's pocket. Because that's where I keep all of my cut-out newspaper articles. In your dead son's pocket? In my dead son's pocket, <laughs> yeah. Um, they were over that real quick, by the way. They pretended to not be in. They were like, oh, he's on the ship. I, yeah, yeah, well, we're getting buried. I did like how they had a moment where they, one, they said, hey, can we just go back in time and save him? So they reestablished that rule, and they made sure people knew that they can't just go back in time to save people every time they die. And also... Uh, Except for Rip Hunter's. Wife and kids. You'll, we'll be able to save them because that's the whole reason that Rip's doing this whole thing is to right, save his wife and kids. So right. his wife and kids, we can that's save. exactly what I'm saying. Don't think too much about yes, the time yeah, travel Don't rules. think too much. Yeah. yeah. And two, we find out what happened to the body because that was my big question. I didn't know if they just threw the body outside the time void. But he's, You're happy he's to know it's inside. still on the ship. I'm they happy to know there's a dead body on the ship. Yeah, yeah. If we're going to have a costume room on the ship, we're certainly going to have a room where we can keep the dead bodies. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, nice little trophy room. So yeah. they're trying to uh, figure out how to get Kendra's powers back, how she can read this and how she can remember all of these things. Uh, another cr- creepy guy move here, guys. He just expects her to be in love with her, with him, and so he's like... All right, yeah, let's just make out now. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna lean in for the kiss. I was hoping every single scene from them on, from then on will just be every scene where they have a conversation just ends with him trying to go in for a kiss, <laughs> and it's just like, no, no, again, just stop. Is this a, a move you guys have pulled before? Like, the, let's talk about just... how you're gonna end up with me. Where destiny? Make oh, wait, out. yeah, you've never tried the what part of destiny? Do you not understand? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta write. Okay, wait. I say that all the time. So give me the I line again. What part what of first, destiny? First, you have to carry around a knife with symbols on it. Oh. And then you show the girl the knife with the symbols on it. Tell her it's a love it's poem. Destiny. Yeah. And it's a love poem. Yeah. Really? I have a knife says, with a love poem on yeah. it. <laughs> Actually, it says, like, made in China. And re- you say, no, this this says, like, we're in love we're gonna be together, together yeah, for yeah, all yeah, of yeah. eternity. destiny. Destiny. And then you lean in. And- yeah. Uh, it was a really... Uh, we'll talk about the the death later, but it was a really quick transition for me that she was so anti anti anti, and he yeah. and he did pull the romantic like I'll I'll wait as long as it takes, but then by the end she was like, oh I'm, I didn't get to tell him how I feel. Yeah, I don't know. It's I mean it's tough. I mean I guess if you want to raise the stakes on the show and you want to kill somebody off, I mean if you look at it of everybody on the show, that's probably one of those two characters is somebody you can get rid of because you uh, still have one. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, but we're so, not killing him off because he's he's we know he's back at some point. I, we, assume, we assume he's back. Well, no, we know the Mark- same actor. We know he's going to be back. I mean, unless it's in flashbacks or something, or him as different points on the timeline. Yeah, it would have to be in different points because, uh, according to an interview with Mark Guggenheim that he said afterwards, is that uh, they he does not reincarnate until Kendra dies, and then they both reincarnate at the same time. So, so let's kill her. At least this right. uh, this interpretation Kidding. of Carter Hall is dead. But yes, as we're saying, since we're dealing with time travel, we can meet him various times along the spectrum. Yeah, and my guess is I actually am kind of glad he's gone because I was getting sick of the only way of getting to know her character or his character is through this relationship that they had and I kind of want to know who they are individually. Now, sure. I, they didn't have to kill off a character. They could have just split the split the hawks up a bit and I would like to see like a hawk with the 
Captain Cold and and Hawk and um, Heat Wave, you know, even. I would typically agree with you if we were talking about two people in this world, and I was like, oh, you know, they're very dependent on each other. I would like to get to know these two people, not as a couple and separately, like if you guys were dating, and I want to know you uh-huh. separately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But with this, they've been together for four thousand years. I feel like that's when you truly are a team. <laughs> If that's how right. long you've been together. So I don't mind getting to know you together because that doesn't seem like a need to know you apart. Right. But that's that's the only thing their characters are right now is just a relationship. I want to find out, you know, what food she like, just who she is as a person. Well, yeah. And that's that is the general feeling that I have about the two of them as a unit as well. Like you got a little, little, little bit of Kendra on her own on The Flash before Carter shows up. But once he shows up, it's essentially the same beats that the two of them are playing out right. over and over and over and over. And they're playing them really well. And actually, I think every time they play them, they're getting a little bit better at playing those mm-hmm. beats. But it does feel like, all right, I we something. Even if, yeah, split them up just so that they're playing different notes than they've been given over and over and over again. Megan in the chat says, I think that Kendra was upset because he was the only one she could relate to. So maybe that's more of what right, we're that's seeing. that's true. Um, it is a good point that we need. Maybe we need to see different notes from them. Maybe yeah. we'll see him without her at some point. So okay, I'm with you guys now. Uh, we have our, our third team that's out together. Right. Uh, Adam, Captain Cold, and Heatwave. Made me so happy that the three of them were together. Yes. Yeah, that was great because I really loved seeing the Boy Scout with the with the bandits. It was mm-hmm. that was amazing because they just really played off one another really well and were the opposites of one another. I think that Brandon Routh just makes the best Ray Palmer. Oh, he's great. Absolutely. Like, uh, he just kicks butt at it. Like, every time it just seems so earnest, his performance yeah. and everything he says. Like, I kind of feel bad for him sometimes. And as he's still trying to be, like, good cop at the end there and he's like, what are, what are you doing? You can't steal this stuff. Yeah. I love him. I and I, uh, I read an interview with him where he talked about how in Arrow, his character would kind of show up and lead the group a little bit because he would just be, oh, this is what we have to do now. I have the super suit. And he's so you excited about me. everything. And excited and do, and do this. So he had, it was an adjustment for him with uh, this character in this world where he is just a member of the team. But he says that works a lot better for the character, too, because he can just play off people. Sure. And and it's easier than to just be part of a team than to lead it. So he likes that. Can we get behind the fact that Captain Cold and Heatwave went in here to do something for the team but also had ulterior motives? In, like, a moral sense? No, in, like, no. a we're watching TV yeah. and we still can root for these guys kind of way? Oh, yeah, it made, it made oh, absolute yeah. sense. It would have seemed completely dishonest if they didn't have an ulterior motive if they saw an opportunity there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they said it right there from the first episode. It's like, that's the whole reason that they were doing this, is that you can steal across time, which is the ultimate goal for a thief. So for them not to keep following on that kind of uh, mission statement that they have set out for themselves, then I would be like... I wouldn't buy it. Right. As a little bit of a side note, I'm liking some of these, like, little bromances we're seeing going on. So, Heatwave's obsession for Martin Stein. I love that both weeks he's like, how do I get those roofies? And this week he's like, you're a weird kind of crazy. I like it. Martin's like, what? And then the Adam Captain Cold moment when the cage Mm -hmm. comes down on them, even though they were kind of at each other's throats, finally, when he's like, you know what, you're probably not that bad. I'm liking these when the, the... the pairs break up from one another and find their... Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. And that's I think that's why I wanted more of, of that with the Hawk team. Sure. Because they're mm-hmm. so together. And that's... It was... It's also great to just hear uh, Captain Cold talk to 
Bren and Ralph because they have both that kind of classic superhero supervillain kind yes. of way of talking. That it was it was nice. Well, and two, it's nice to see such disparate personalities find, even if they find it begrudgingly, find things that they can respect about each other, find things in each other that are familiar. So that moment where uh, Snart is is you know messing around with the wiring on the security panel, and Ray says, you know, wow, you're it gives him credit for being a lot smarter than he would have thought. Says like you actually maybe had a future in electrical engineering, right? Whereas. Very, the previous episode, he's talking about how like you guys are essentially your criminals, your ter- your useless, right. terrible criminals, and I don't know why we should be hanging out with you. Now it's nice to see like oh well maybe there is a little bit more to you even if you're using it for thievery. There was some major foreshadowing in that moment that you're talking about as he does say you're a criminal and uh, then Snart does, says back to him no it makes me a survivor and there's gonna come a day you wish you were too. I felt like that was what they're trying to tell us would be the downfall of Adam as one of these team members that he he can't like do the morally eh thing oh, the gray right. thing yeah yeah that's that that's interesting i like to see that yeah. what do they take with that future yeah cuz he'll probably have to darken a little bit just as much as they have to lighten a bit so they can kind of all meet in the middle absolutely yeah were you guys expecting this to be vandal savage's house no no nice twist on that no for sure so, I, I yeah. guess I don't think of Vandal Savage as someone who he has a house. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, He's I was, a lair. He's a lair kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lair, cave yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Zeppelin, kind of dirigible yeah. flying over. I yeah. can picture that. I, I was just shocked. And that was really cool to me. I love when shows shock you in ways that... And then afterwards, I was like, well, duh. Like, right. what was the big risk here if it wasn't his place? Sure. But I didn't think we were going to come face-to-face with him episode two like that. Yeah, that surprised me when he even, like, showed up, because I thought episode two was going to be a bit of a break from Vandal Savage, and they would just have some time moments. So even when he showed up in the beginning of it, I I was surprised he showed up. Mm. Well, I'm just glad to see, because we saw him first on the Flash Arrow crossover this Mm -hmm. past season, and I liked him there, but most of my enjoyment came from, what, they're fighting Vandal Savage on TV, isn't this cool? Um, Yeah, Yeah, nothing to do with actually is going on, you're just like, wow. Yeah, it's like, wow, this this exists, awesome. Um, But he never felt like that much of a significant threat to me. And so it's really nice in these two episodes, especially tonight, Watching the way Casper Crump is playing it, this this, yes. inc- this right. Previously, I feel like the most threatening thing about the dude was the name of the actor playing him. Mm-hmm. But now, watching the way he seems to have kicked up this level of like gleeful malevolence, like he's evil as hell, and he really seems to enjoy being evil. And his voice, the embodiment of the yeah. character, everything. I agree. I think about a hundred times the charisma in Casper Crumb's performance that he was bringing before, and I was really glad to see that because now I feel like I'm actually invested in Vandal Savage as a threat. How do you guys feel about Vandal Savage? Well, certainly back at the beginning of the episode where he's watching everybody uh, as they're fighting inside that nuclear arms deal, and you just see him just like surveying everything that's going on and just kind of cataloging all these things. It's probably, it seems like the first time other than the Hawks that he's seen just a, a large collection of people with uh, extraordinary abilities all gathered around, and he's just kind of cataloging everything that he could use yeah. to his advantage. I also like the idea that I think he was proud of the fact that people came from the future to stop him. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, I need to be stopped. This is great. <laughs> right. But again, awesome. showing us how smart he is that he put those pieces right. together that quickly. I'm also glad he uh, kind of killed Hawkman for, because it was, it, it escalated the character even more. And you got to see, you got to see that Highlander moment where he absorbed his 
essence or yes. sniffed them in. Yeah, it, Huffing some hawk. Uh, yeah, huffing um, some hawk. I'm with you, but I did think it was weird that he still had another half of the job to get done, and instead he like, as you said, did his right. little pre. Yeah, yeah. We we noticed that in in that scene, he he kills Hawkman, and Hawk Woman's there. Hawk and, girl. Uh, Hawk girl. Sorry. That's okay. I think she should be okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I'm just saying Hawk Woman sounds just as good. But a uh, Hawk Girl <laughs> goes to Hawkman and holds him and I kept thinking we were kept thinking like for one, it's weird that Hawk Girl isn't attacking Vandal right now. Sure. To take that advantage. But okay, maybe she's emotional. So Vandal Savage could take that moment to kill Hawk Girl as well. But instead but he didn't. he's off screen no. and we're kind of just assuming he's like Preparing Getting himself ready. Ready. for the essence of Hawkman. Yeah. Here comes. Nah, it was an awkwardly paced scene. I thought. Yeah. I agree. I can go with it for two reasons. The, the harder part I have with it is, yeah, why is Hawkgirl not immediately turning and attacking Vandal Savage? F- I give you that. And then right. we took a commercial break and we came back and she still they're wasn't. still there. Yeah. But yeah. I, I can buy Savage not killing her in that moment for two reasons. One is I personally have never breathed in the soul and essence of another life form. I imagine Ooh, it you takes should come a to certain- my party. I really recommend it. Uh, it's really yeah. great. And you guys tell me, I would imagine it takes a certain amount of focus and composure. You can't be immediately moving to kill somebody else yeah, when you got to breathe right. in the soul. And it then, depends on the soul, really. But yeah, sure. that's an true. Old soul. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing I would say is, even if that wasn't a factor, in the grand tradition of the most comic booky type of villainy, I could totally see this dude knowing what uh, Hawkman means to Hawkgirl taking a moment and not doing anything except relishing in her anguish. And also right. being in love with her. And that too. Like I can see, I could totally buy him taking a second to just soak that in. Also it could be seen as uh, he gets he gets a little bit more immortality uh, every time he kills a hawk person, right? And then they reincarnate when both of them are dead. So him kind of leaving one alive is kind of just stay, saying, like, saving a bit and putting it in the freezer yeah, so that you can have it later. Like, you know, he's he's got enough to tide him over. Yeah. He can go for a little further can't and then eat the whole the hoagie at once. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Athy in the chat says, he's probably like, hold up. Got a suck in Carter's soul. Like, <laughs> yeah, hold yeah. up, hold up. <sighs> Production, everybody stop. Oh, breathe. Oh, uh, Casper's got a suck in his soul again. Yeah. Right? Oh, God. He's always sucking in these <laughs> souls. Worse than a smoke break. Um, yeah, thank you. I felt like that was one of my better that ones. That was good. <laughs> but now I like the idea that that's just something Casper Crump brought to the role himself. There were no special effects used in the soul sucking <laughs> sequence. That's just what Casper Crump does. Yeah, he just made sure to give the soul back once they called him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's once or twice. Most of it. Most of, <laughs> most of the soul. Yeah, so I, I did think that this was uh, too long of a break, but then when he finally did stab her, for a second I thought, oh my gosh. We just lost both of them. Right. Like, right. How long is it going to take them to frickin' find us again or us to go find them? Did you guys think she was dead or did you think she would be fine? I thought she was going to stick around a bit longer. Uh, I didn't think she was dead right away. and But I also knew no, they're like skipping around time somewhere so they could always just pick up another hawk girl and, and hawk man somewhere. Okay. What you think? It would, it would have been interesting if they would have uh, done that and then just gone to a different timeline and picked up a fresh pair. Right. It would have been interesting because now you have it's weird because now that you have one generation of hawk girl do they have to find a hawk man that is missing his hawk girl because he's they're gonna find 
a hawk man that's already in love with one hawk we girl. We can't think too much about yeah, don't these Don't think too much I'm about not, messing uh, up the time stream. I'm not saying messing up the time stream. I'm just saying messing up a relationship from the past. Yeah. Well, I will say it, it would be an interesting way to reverse the dynamic that we've seen previously because so far their interaction has been uh, Carter remembers all this stuff and is trying to sway Kendra. Now, now Kendra could be like, you love me, you love me. Exactly. What part of Destiny do you not understand? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, Come on, bro. Uh, Ronald's uh. in the chat says, I was really feeling Sierra Renee, who plays Hawk Girl's breakdown scene. I thought she did a killer job with that, yeah, too. Yeah, that was, that was probably the best she's done on the show we so We really far. got right up in her face with yeah. that close-up. Well, one I was already dubious about uh, when they bring her into the med bay, because we've have, we've seen so far that the med bay, not the most reliable med bay. It didn't do well with uh-huh. her son. So I'm like, eh, is it, I mean... It's pretty much just as much of a... Great at tra- keeping tra- corpses around. Yeah, a traumatic wound as her son had. So it's I was more like, like uh, hospice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, guys. For Carter. For, for Carter. Carter. Yeah. Every- we, I <laughs> hope every single episode ends with them going, hey, should we go home now? Are we finally giving up? No. For this other person. Okay. Because <laughs> the last one was for the for the son, son right? Yeah. And so they're now they're like, poor Carter. Here is why this was called Pilot two. 2. Yeah. Because they needed to get to this end conversation where they were still wishy-washy on whether they wanted to commit to being legends. Yeah. I hope we never hear this conversation again, though. I hope yeah. so, too. I'm okay hearing it last week. I'm okay hearing it this week. But now you're in, and we cannot waste airtime with you guys Just discussing commit. whether you're in or not. Right. Right. That, so I, I get why it was pilot part two, or just pilot two. Uh, but now, all right, you're Everyone's all there. In. And everybody right. is now there on their own free will. Yeah. Nobody's been roofied this time. I, I do want to say, like, I, I need to see... Uh, we were talking about what other characters... What characters are, like, separated from their group. I have to see... We've got a, a, a little bit of that with the professor, but I really want to see that with Jax. Like, Jax, all we know about him is he makes kind of a good walkie-talkie between him and the... I would definitely like to see in an episode coming up, preferably sooner than later, give him a little bit more to do because he's been very much uh, in a a big ensemble of supporting players. He's been what feels to me like a supporting player to the other supporting players. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we have a lot of opportunity with him because he is so young to teach him and have him, you know, like they do in all the superhero movies and the team up movies. Like you have the young person coming in and you everybody like, who are they going to be most like? Which qualities are they going to take? on. So I think that would be really cool to see, does he go out one week with Captain Cold and Heatwave and like right. kind of gets a little edgy and then he goes with Adam and is like, oh wait, I gotta be good. Well, whatever it is, right. he needs to work on his uh, catchphrases, because uh, he's like, <laughs> I don't just burn things, I blast things too. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, All you need to say is I don't just burn things. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, yeah. he, then you blasted him. That's <laughs> We saw. We well, he's, he's fairly new at this, you know what I mean? Like, Not every superhero can be Peter Parker and have quips like totally on point right out right. the gate. So I feel like he'll, he'll warm... Oh God, I was going to say warm up to it. We're going to yeah. go... He'll get better mm-hmm. at it. He's heating up, for sure. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, that covers the episode. Let's get to some predictions. Yeah. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. The future. I don't don't know what that was. It was kind of cool, though. To predictions. 
<laughs> what are, what's it, what's he doing with his hands? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> this is the fire. So they're as they're losing their minds a little uh-huh. bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Too much time travel for them. Fair Frank, enough. let's start with you. What what do you got? Well, I know that they uh, they talked about it, uh, posted online today a story about uh, they're going to be meeting future Oliver Queen in an Dude. episode right. where he's going to be missing yeah. one arm. The goatee. Yes, we goatee. More of like the Dark Knight Returns sort of uh, Oliver Queen. So mm-hmm. that'll be cool to see in that episode. I am mm-hmm. so phenomenally excited that that's the route that they're going. I don't know. My like you obviously know Dark Knight. Does everyone? on this panel no Dark Knight Returns? Yeah. yeah. So, for those of you listening that don't, uh, like, place your hand and, and swear on Dark Knight Returns like I do, um, in that reality, uh, superheroes are not allowed to superhero anymore, effectively, and most of the heroes were okay about it. They addressed that Wonder Woman went back to the Amazons, Hal Jordan the Green Lantern left the planet, and Bruce and Clark, Batman, Superman, have this interaction where Bruce says to Superman, and Oliver, did he cooperate? And Superman takes a pause for a second, breathes in, and he says... That is not how I wanted that to go. And you see later in the story, Oliver Queen shows up missing an arm, and you take a second, you go, oh, Superman ripped his arm off. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm very excited. Yeah. (laughs) I I love that. I don't know if that was quite a prediction, but it it was a great... Sentence. (laughs) You sure did talk. It was a great passion. I feel like you just kicked some days, but yeah. 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 My my last prediction was uh, still, as I said last week, when they go back and see Jonah Hex, we're going to see Hawkman back in his uh, incarnation as Tomahawk back then. So I feel like we'll see him in that episode. Maybe that is a good way of bringing him back. Yeah. So at least least for that episode, we'll see him. I don't know if he'll continue on with him, but I think we at least get a little face check with him. Dave, how are you feeling? And while you're thinking of this, I'm hoping in the booth we can get some Disco Inferno to go out with. Just saying. I'm feeling good about this, and I, 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 I'm excited to see where they go with this whole with this whole show. And uh, I think we're going to get, you know, Hawkman back. I'm excited to see what they're doing. Uh, on the preview for next week, we saw a little bit of Captain Cold looking at what looks like Kryptonite. So yeah. what's the deal a with that? A lot of people were talking in the chat about that not being kryptonite, and that I'm with you. To me, that I don't know. Well, I feel like when you're in the DC universe, glowing green rock yeah. is shorthand for kryptonite. I know. Or so a they, green lantern ring, yeah, maybe. That, but that would be kind of a stretch. It, it was a rock. It, right. It's a dead ringer for kryptonite. So either right. they're trying to make a swerve right now and have us think that, or I don't know. I really don't know. Any other prediction from you? Did White Canary hold on to any of Young Martin's weed from 1975? Yeah, she grabbed three of those J's. Yeah. So... smoked all of them in the process of kicking some butt. So the team up I want to see is White Canary and Jax getting high and hunting for donuts. Right. Oh, any other uh, decades we want to make sure we hit? I want to see some world... I want to fight some Nazis. Yeah, I really hope they fight some Nazis. All that's right. that's on. I that's. I hope that's being planned. Cool. All right. Any other? Yeah, bringing the spear of destiny into World War II with that. That would be cool. Yeah. I want to go to the future. I'm assuming we must be seeing more of the future right. at some point, even if we only see it in flash forwards. Because I imagine that stuff's very expensive. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. CW is like, guys, this is the most expensive show we've already done. <laughs> By the way, this show is killing it in the ratings. That's nice. great. That's we good should to hear. say that, yeah, it's really good to hear because otherwise I get scared. <laughs> right. Don't right. take away my favorite shows. They're oh, like my and children. Last minute nerd uh, nerd call out yes. there. As uh, Martin Stein says, that he's the five time winner of the Carlin Award. Just a little shout out to my Carlin, editor of the DC line of superhero books there, uh, Superman awesome. books back in the 80s and 90s. Really nice cool. Catch. Yes. Really That's cool. Great. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. We will be back here. 
here, same time, same place, which is 9 p.m. on Thursdays. If you want to join us live in the chat, I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Lex Michael, find me everywhere at the Lex Michael. Dave Child, find me at DaveChild.com or at MRDaveChild on Twitter. Frank Moran, you can find me at Happy Go Jackie on Twitter. And as always, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and YouTube, wherever you are, give us that five star, that thumb up, write a comment. We read everything you have to say. You're the best fans ever. Five stars, baby. Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 